Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently, the ones who are not fond of rules and have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify them or vilify them. About the only thing you can't do is ignore them because they change things. They push the human race forward and while others see them as the crazy ones, we see genius because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. We are Sir Max Network. I feel totally liberated. I feel free. I feel I am in charge. I am in control. From here on, whatever happens is because I allowed it to happen. I have made what I believe is my own major contribution to the debate on the state of black race. Whether you agree with me or not is immaterial. The only important point is that we must stop the blame game and accept the responsibility for the present state of the black race. The truth shall set you free. It has set me free. Chika Onyeni from his book, The Capitalist Nigger. And that's how we welcome you to this episode of Samex Network and we certainly hope that you are part of us and thank you very much for being part of this broadcast we are live on Mahirikeng FM, Northwest University FM, Kopanonya FM as well as Ratlou FM so we are encouraging you to be part of the conversation on Twitter at Samex SA or you can send us your WhatsApp if you are listening to this conversation right now on 064-729-0819 064-729-0819 This is where great minds connect and we continue to ask life's biggest questions. You know every week we are trotting the globe to bring you some of the world's top thinkers and today it is not different. I've been tracking him for some time and we thank the gods today that he is here on the show today, born in the Democratic Republic of Congo and naturalized South African now and is actually qualified chemical engineer, a neurolinguistic coach specializing in uh, performance coaching and holds a certificate from Business Advisory Board of South Africa SACBA and had played professional football for three South African teams. Silver Stars, you still remember? Vets and also Super Sport. And from then, he went on to be one of the top and highly rated football analyst in South Africa and beyond, and a broadcaster. I mean, I know that he at some point he was at Massive Metro. He doesn't know that I was with him there. Christopher Bonga is on the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Mr. Bongo, welcome to the show. Thank you very much uh, for powerful ways that you started your show with, and uh, I hope uh, you you actually live it. It is a beautiful way. Uh, the moment we become conscious we took the full responsibility of our actions. By that moment, the choice is ours. And whatever happened, it happened because you allowed it to happen. Powerful way it is did. Thank you very much, uh, Chris, for those kind words. And I know, I mean, you are so passionate, you know, a, a passionate human being. So I can understand that those words, you know, rang a bell for you. I mean, uh, welcome to the show, uh, Brother Chris. I mean, I've been following you for some time. And thank you for making time to be talking to us today. You are one of the most loved personalities in South Africa. I'm not sure if you are aware of that. But I'm sure you are because when you go to shopping malls and you meet people, I'm sure they show you how much they love love you. I am too old. I am too old to, 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 to see all that. But yes, uh, I have been very grateful and uh, I had an opportunity of being in the platform in South Africa and uh, do what we do for the people and uh, they show gratitude to us and love as well. So uh, I recognize that. I do recognize Beautiful stuff. And I'm not sure if you are aware of this because at some point, I think 2019, 2019, I was also working for Massive Metro and there was a show that you, a sports show, betting show that you were doing there. But you, I'm not, I'm sure you are not aware of that. But yes, we were at Massive Metro together. Yes, uh, the show's still on and uh, very soon 
is going to become a big show on uh, one of South African television. I am passionate about African football and uh, the fact that uh, our young people, they know more about European uh, players and the legends and they don't know about Africa. That kills me. So I am pushing the agenda of having an African football show very soon. You're going to see it on South African television. So that is the show I produced. I massive, and I created a brand that is called Massive Eleven. Yeah, so that's all part of football. Yes. Mm-hmm. Last week I hosted Oshebenko uh, Nyadi Chris. I know this is the man that you know very well. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I mean, his passion about football and African football uh, uh, as well. So, uh, I want, yeah, yeah. No, I traveled with him. I traveled with him. The first time I worked with him outside South Africa, it was in Ghana. We did the 2008 African Cup of Nations. And uh, actually, the first time it was in Egypt, in 2006, African Cup of Nations, and then we did it in 2008 in Ghana. So, yeah, uh, we know each other quite well. Mm-hmm. I want us to start our conversation, Chris, with mindset. You know, this is a show that inspires people. And you said, I can ask you anything. You know, it's an open-ended conversation. That's what I like because I want to pick your brains on on, on many issues. The issue of mindset. When we look at, I mean, you travel the continent well, uh, Chris, and you have covered uh, many sporting uh, sporting events in Africa. What would you say? There are people who say there's a difference in terms of mindset for success. When you look at Southern African athletes as opposed to the West, Western African athletes, because in West Africa, these players, they go on to become the best in the world. But in Southern Africa, they, they are struggling to, to, to get it. In your view, what's the difference? Well, the difference in mindset, like you said, is very simple. Uh, you see, when you find yourself in the situation where your only option is not to fail, it becomes impossible for you to fail because failing is not part of your option. In Southern Africa, especially football, still have been looked at as an entertainment. But for the rest of the continent, football it is an opportunity for you to better your life. And uh, once you put yourself in, into that journey, there is no other choice than for you to succeed. Mm-hmm. So you don't have any other excuses. Uh, you, you, you have to give it everything that you do have for you to succeed. So the mindset in Southern Africa is, if I don't succeed or I don't have to succeed in football, I'm still going to have something else to do. But in the continent, it is the only thing I do have. Therefore, I cannot fail. So to make the answer short, in Southern Africa, failing it is an option, and the rest, failing is not an option. Yeah, and and another question that have always interested me, Chris, it's about, and I had this conversation with Ushebeng. You know, you've got black players who who were born in Africa, or their parents were who are of African descent. Let me say it like that: they go to Europe. And they become extremely successful, they conquer. But we cannot produce that type of excellence from Africa. What's the problem? Why can't we do it? I mean, as Africa, we can't win the World Cup. But when you look at the influence of the black players in, in European countries and others, it's big. What's the difference between the two? Well, you say it, you use the term, and the term is called produce. For you to produce something, you need a, an organization to produce. You don't just produce uh, from a vacuum, and uh, which means you need to invest into an idea and then organize yourself in manufacturing and transforming that idea to a product. The reason those black players or African players who are in Europe, they succeed, is because they got developed, they got produced. Um, You don't just walk up and uh, become a successful athlete. 
you have to go through a certain conditioning and the final product it is for you to be an athlete. Unfortunately, in the continent, we don't have manufacturing and that's what is missing. You see, the big mistake that we do make, and many people do make them, they keep talking about talent. Mm-hmm. Talent is not uniquely African. Talent is not uniquely South American. Talent is universal. Every professional you see is talented, whatever field they choose. The difference is how do you manufacture? What else do you put to make that talent to become a product? A talent is just a potential. Mm-hmm. A potential does not win. A potential does not succeed. For the potential to succeed, you need to put other elements into that potential for it to go up. So the reason African players or African countries, we don't achieve much is because we don't have a structure development of our potential. That is the only difference. And those players that you are talking about, if they were to stay in their home countries, in the continent, you have not known them, they will have absolutely nothing. So it is a question of how do you nurture, how do you uh, manufacture and transform a potential to a full athlete. My guest today is Christophe Bongo. So you can be part of the conversation. You can send us a WhatsApp text if you are listening to this conversation on 064 729 0819. 064 729 0819 or on Twitter at CMEX SA. We are talking about achieving greatness. I mean, Christophe Bongo has traveled, has worked with so many, so many athletes across, across the world. And he knows, you know, the making of dead. I mean, as an, a former professional athlete himself, as a professional football player himself, he knows this, but now he's one of the top uh, analysts in South Africa, in the continent, and, and throughout the world. So we are picking up his brains. That is why we're inviting you to be part of this conversation. Now, Chris, many times, and not just in football, you know, because this conversation is not just about football, it's about life in general. But I love sports because it helps us with principles. Because the principles of success are are universal. The principles of success are general. And because to become a top athlete, you require high level of discipline. Now, many times, whether in business, in sports, in science, in in, in, in arts, in, in politics, to become successful. Most of the people would say, no, he's successful because he's talented. No, he's successful because he's intelligent. And I think the question of talent is explained better by sports, particularly by soccer. And I like what you're saying to say, talent is potential. And basically what I normally say, I normally say talent or intelligence gives you entry, but it cannot predict whether you'll become successful or not. So, so how do people balance this question of talent and going on to become extremely successful? Or And are there examples that you can show that talent versus hard work, talent versus discipline, talent versus attitude? Well, you said it uh, uh, all, actually, if I have to follow up to what you said, uh, there is a way that you said, and I said it often when I am talking to students or I'm talking to people, talent gets you notified or noticed. Talent allows you to be called. Mm-hmm. But for you to stay inside that room, talent has nothing to do with it. It is everything else. It's called competence. So I'll give one simple example. I arrived in South Africa. I was 19, turning 20. And uh, I never played with a soccer boot in my life before that time. Is it? I did not even know that a football coach is important. Come on, Chris. I Yes, I arrived in South Africa. I was playing with Takis when I was in Congo. Yeah. And uh, I was already in my second year of university. I arrived in South Africa in 1990. It was the 2nd of January, 1990. 
On the 4th of January 1990, I would follow a group of guys to go and play football. So there is a coach who was at first there, Terry Payne. I don't know if you know him. Terry mm-hmm. Payne saw me and he said, I want you to become a part of my team. I'm telling you, I could not take the ball. All I can do is run and shoot. What he did, he gave another coach, Eddie Lewis, the late Eddie Lewis, the job to coach me how to control the ball. I will spend two days hitting the ball in the wall control, hit the ball in the wall control. I'm telling you, three years later, I signed my first professional contract with Orlando Pirates wow. in 1993. Wow. With Etienne I wasn't a good player. I just had some elements to play football. I never had a chance to play a professional, uh, no official game for Orlando Pirates. In 1994, before the election, I went back to vet, and from there, I never looked back. What I'm saying is, there is no difference between a child born in South Africa than a child born in Brazil or a child born in Senegal or a child born in Germany. They are all, all of them got the same talent, the same ability, the same intellect. The difference is what is put into you to make your talent relevant. That's the difference. Mm. That is the wow. difference. Yeah. The difference the difference between you being a good presenter or interviewer than the next guy next to you, it is not talent. It is what else you put into. How many hours do you prepare yourself? How many times you watch other people doing interviews? How many times you study the person you want to interview? How long it takes you to get into the studio for you to prepare your, 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 your gig? All those stuff differentiates you from you and the others. You said it in the beginning. Everything we do, we do it consciously and we make decisions and they will become 100% accountable to that. The difference between talent and success, it is accountability and it is everything else. Allow me to introduce you to something I created and I travel around the continent and teaching and get paid for it. It's called RACE. R stands for resistance. A stands for accountability. I stands for intellect. S stands for strength. And the E stands for uh, expertise. What I am saying is, besides talent, you need all those stuff. You need to be resistant. You need to be accountable. You need to be intellectual. You need to be you to have a strength, to know what is your strength is. And you need to be flexible in life, elasticity in life for you to achieve things. So when you have most of those elements, your talent will allow you to be noticed, and those elements will keep you inside. Wow. Christopher Bongo, you have given me what I was looking for and more, to be honest, because this is said, particularly in South Africa, Chris, where many young people, you know, would just dismiss, dismiss the story of success to, will reduce it basically to issues of talent or intelligence. But I like what you are saying to say it's not talent. And you have narrated a personal story to say this is what excellence or greatness takes. I mean, I don't know what's your view what's your view Chris because if we are to teach this philosophy at schools in our communities in what to say you can be whatever that you want to be is the story of resistance like you are saying uh, the story of the attitude that you have and the race concept I like that a lot well, my, my, my question I tell many people and on the social media how can you celebrate a young man who leaves South Africa to go to a country like Belgium and after three years come back to keep him playing football. The problem is we don't recognize failure because you see, when you recognize failure, 
you are equipped not to repeat it. Young men, they leave South Africa, they go to Europe, the reason they come back is because they know there is another option. Yeah. But you see, when you leave Senegal, when you leave Ghana, when you leave DRC, as a 17-year-old man or 18, that's what most of them, they, they lie about their ages, because they know they will never return unless they return with the goods. So if they have to turn in the court, if they have to, to sit on the bench for three months, the day they will have an opportunity to get in that field, they will give it everything that they need to give. But our young men, they sit there, they start sulking, uh, they, 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 they start crying, and they, they will come back home, and they will still play for years and they will still make money, and they forgot. The reason they are coming back is not because they were successful. They are yeah. coming back because they failed. And they don't ask themselves questions. Why am I coming back? What did I not do that I could have done? And that is the problem. We do accept failure as a norm to answer your question. Mm. We are in conversation with Christophe Bongo today on Samex Network. If you are following the conversation, send us a WhatsApp voice note on zero, no, no, a short text, not a voice note on 064-729-0819, 064-729-0819. This broadcast is live on Mahikeng FM, Northwest University FM, Kopanon FM, as well as Rato UFM. It's a glimpse in eternity. A touch of paradise. It's radio unmatched. This is where great minds connect. We're asking life's biggest questions. This is Sir Max Network. We are Sir Max Network. We are here to disrupt the knowledge economy. So that's why we are here. We are here to change the game and not just to, to change uh, to play the game. Every week we trot in the globe to bring some of the world's top thinkers. And today we are picking up the brains of uh, the legendary Christophe Bongo today. Now, Chris, and you ended on a very important, important point. Uh, and, <laughs> and it's amazing, Chris, because the last time South Africa... Uh, produced a world-class player, football player. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure between Benny McCarthy and Steven Pina who, 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 who played last, but we have never, like in the past 10 years, we are going for 15 years now, we, we haven't. We see a trend, and now it's becoming common, where South African players, they live... But you know they are bound to back. Top, 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 top players. I mean, your kick and dolly that you expect to be one of the top, top class. But they don't make it there, Chris. They come back home. And is it issue of comfort? They know, like you are saying, there's a plan B. They know, home, I can be celebrated. When I go there, I'm a demigod. You know, I'm paid well. There's money. Even if I don't make it there, I don't. but it's a problem. That's a problem. Well, that is uh, one big factor uh, that makes them not uh, to to push a lot. But the other mitigated, I mean, other factors that are, are, are part of that. And uh, let me give you one fact: the players that they went there and never came back, and they stayed there for a very long time until probably toward the end of their career or the end of their career. Besides Lucas Ratebe, the rest of them. They were all developed outside South Africa. And that is a fact. Okay. Benny McCartney never been developed in South Africa because he did not play his professional football in South Africa. Yeah, yeah. Fortune, the same thing. And, um, and, and uh, you talk about Shiloh, the same thing. But the rest of the players that they went, they all start professional football in South Africa, move out, and they quickly they come back. The reason they come back is... One, they realized that their talent was not the superb talent that the rest of uh, their colleagues, because everybody else had talent. So their talent sort of suddenly become nullified. So it was not the most important thing. Two, they've never been developed to be resilient. They've never been developed to be resilient. When you are resilient, 
you will accept to be rejected and fight for it. Mm. You will accept not to be most important person and fight for it. Because they come from a professional level in South Africa, where they work in the teaching, everybody say their names. They go to those countries, nobody knows them. Suddenly they feel little. Suddenly they feel their self-esteem is being touched. So no resilience. That is the second thing. The third thing, they know they can come back and they still earn something because they are stars here. And then they come back. And for them, it is okay. And the fact that they came back, they get celebrated. Yeah. Every single player that came back got celebrated. I mean, you, you fell in India, you come and you play for one of the top South African teams. You fell in Belgium, you come and you play for one South African top team. And that is a culture that's been uh, part of our lives. The reality is, beside our talent, we don't equip our young men to go out in the world as fast. Because yeah. for you to be a top athlete, for you to be a successful athlete, you have to fight. Because it is not easy. I know people don't understand. Today I'm having an interview with you in English. People don't have an idea. When I landed in South Africa 30 years ago, I could not speak a word of English. And it was apartheid South Africa, where as a black man, you are always in danger. And I couldn't speak a language. How did I survive? I am not a superhuman. Yeah. But I was resilient. I did not go as dangerous. I have to learn my environment. I have to stay with people who speak English so that I can speak English. And today, yeah, I am communicating with you in the language that 30 years ago, it was not part of my life. Mm. Resilience, resilience, resilience. Our boys, they don't have it. And you see even in, in our PSL, uh, they keep moving clubs because of the same thing. Uh, it's not good here. Yeah, it's going to go there. It's going to get money. We don't have fighters. That's why we don't produce because we keep telling them you have a talent. Talent is nothing. Nothing. Now, very, very interesting, Chris. And this issue, obviously, this mindset goes beyond football or sports. Would yes. you say, I mean, you've been in South Africa more than you have been in DRC, to be honest. Uh, yes. So would you say this is the general attitude of uh, uh, Africans who come from different African countries and they come to South Africa? Uh, in, it could be in retail, in, in any sector, in communication. Do, do you, would you say they are more hungrier than South Africans? The, the, when they come here, they are more focused and intentional than the general population or the culture here in, in South Africa? Let me put it this way. If a gentleman or a lady is living KwaZulu-Natal, yeah. And made a decision to live in Johannesburg. She or he will be more focused than a boy or a girl who has been living in Johannesburg Absolutely. all his life or her life. You are spot on, definitely. Exactly. So it is. It is not about generalization of South African. They are not hungry or not focused. Mm, no. Mm. Uh, but the reality is, when you come from somewhere else. And your option, and I want to go back what I said, when your option is not to fail, you will not fail. Because failure is not part of you. You don't know it because it's not an option. I came here, today I'm talking to you about football. You introduced me as a chemical engineer. Yeah. But why didn't I continue doing chem- work in chemical engineering uh, industry. Mm. I, could not find, I could not find work, right? Yeah. And uh, what did I do? I went on, I became a waiter. And uh, while I was doing waiting, I created a channel that called Channel O. I started doing music. I was on TV doing music while playing my football. But when I was playing my football, I was thinking beyond my football, what else will I do? So because I already knew television, I went back to school to study how to analyze football in Europe. I came back, 
That's what I see. What I am telling you is, every time your mind is always in a look around, what can I do next? Mm-hmm. Because I will tell you a secret, and it is a secret I want you to tell all your brothers and sisters who are in, in sports. Being an athlete is not a career. Being an athlete, it is a gig. It is a gig that gives you an opportunity to create your career. Mm, mm. It is a gig that it has a limited time spent. If you're an athlete over 10 years, you are lucky. For you to be an athlete over 10 years, you must start around age 18. By the time you turn 28, your body starts giving up. Even you, you send both, never run for 10 years. So, being an athlete is a gig, is not a career. Please remember that. So, while you are in your gig, you must start thinking of what will be your career. Think about this, Mackin. Mm. Assuming you are rich, assuming you are super rich, and you have been playing football, and at age 35, you stop playing football. A retirement age of a normal man, it is 65. So if you did not think, or if you thought football is your career, and when you retire at age 35, what else do you do for 30 years of your life? Mm. Wow. 30 years of your life. What would you do? Because you thought football is a career. Because you thought running is a career. Yes. Because you thought being a boxer is a career. You hear them say, yeah, I'm looking after my career. You know, it's not a career. Yeah. It is a gig. It is like being a waiter. But a DJ can be a career. Because yeah. you yeah. can be a DJ until age 97. Mm. Mm. See? Christopher that Bongo. is different. Yeah. And you are right, Chris. I mean, I was, uh, I'm looking at the life of Mike Tyson. You know, I mean, the man who ended way back, I mean, over 20 years, he has not been in a ring. But he had to find yeah. something to say, what next? What do I do yeah. now? You know? Yeah. So I, I fully, I fully un- understand you with, uh, with that. And that's the type of mindset that we need, basically, uh, in life. And when do you start it? You see, that is the key question. When do you start it? You start it the day you become a professional athlete. That day, you start thinking beyond. Yeah. You start thinking beyond. I always ask myself a question to young players. I say, in today's football, every single football player has a tattoo. Do you know that? Every player that I see them got a tattoo. Yeah. Why don't you start thinking of opening a tattoo parlor for players? Mm, true. Because all of them, they will come to you. They know you. So while you're playing football, you can promote your tattoo parlor. The day you stop playing football, you start opening franchise. Why don't you do that? Because you don't think, you don't think beyond playing football. You don't think beyond being a boxer. And that's why they say, ah, you see, uh, football is not looking after them. No, 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 no. Football looks after you when you're playing. Yes. Once you finish playing, you must look after you. You know, you know, Chris, there are a few personalities that I look at right now in the current generation of, of footballers who inspire so much. And I think is the mindset that if African children can adopt, actually will make a great, a great nation. I mean, you look at uh, the story of Ngolo Kante, you know, originally we know the parents are from, are from Mali and you know how he got into, into probably late in his life in football. But you look at, uh, 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 Mane, you know, as a Senegalese, you look at the Chelsea goalkeeper, Mendy, you, you look, when you see with their, eth- their work ethic says to you, these 
people are hungry. These people are determined. They know why, why, why they are here. And is it why we see most of these big uh, personalities, when they retire, they go back to their African countries for positions of leadership? I mean, we're happy to see uh, the Liberian president, George, George, uh, George Weah, you know, running for, for presidency. And many people are calling for Didier Drogba to, to run for president. Is that the type of influence that we need to come back and develop Africa? You said it in your intro. What we do today, we do them because we made a decision to do it. And if you are living a purposeful life, if you are living a conscious living, like Steve Biko wanted us to be consciousness, you will ask yourself a question. What is my purpose beyond myself? That is the question. So when you are in that field, money does not only think of money. Money believes he has the opportunity to work for his people, his family, his village, his country. That is purpose living. When you play the football for a club in South Africa, and you score a goal, and the newspaper talk about you, and the very next day, it is for you to go and buy beer, and be on Instagram for people to see you. That tells you your purpose of playing football from the beginning. It was for you to be famous. It was for you to be known. It was for you to be celebrated. Football for you did not represent a tool that will transform you. But for you, it was a tool that will allow you to be seen and to, and to be recognized. Because the very next game, you play a poor game because you forgot. The reason you are famous, it was because you played well. You forgot that. You think the reason you are playing is because you are known. And that is our bad attitude. You have worked with some of the, we have worked with many, many broadcasters, Chris. I mean, in, in, in South Africa, you know, anchors, you know, sports shows. I mean, for a long time, uh, you worked at SABC. How many years in, at SABC? 14 years. 14 years, yeah. You've interacted with so, so, so many of them. Uh, is there one that stands out, you know, that you, you say this one stands out? Well, everybody uh, stand out in their own uh, um, their own uh, level of expertise. Yeah. But when we come to personalities, yes, I've been at the SBC for a very long time, mm-hmm. and I had many colleagues. But before SBC, I had one friend who did become a colleague, and that is Robert Marawa. Mm. I've known Robert Marawa from French University. We, he, I met Robert Marawa in 1992. Uh, he was the first guy to take me to the stadium in South Africa, FNB, then to watch uh, Orlando Pirates playing against Morocco um, Swallows. Kevin Peterson scored a beautiful goal. And uh, it was Robert Marawa who recommended SBC to say, there is a gentleman that I want you guys to use. And they took me from where I was uh, presenting in uh, a television called TV Africa. And they took me to, to SABC. And uh, just before the World Cup in 2009, uh, FIFA, they were looking for somebody that believes he has a football plan in North Africa. And Robert Marawa recommended me, and I ended up working for five years. So yeah. when we come to football passion, uh, in South Africa, personally, Robert Marawa uh, lives, drinks, and uh, sleeps. <laughs> yeah. Married football, and uh, he is great at what he does. But uh, besides Robert Marawa, yeah. many, many uh, other guys, there are some great radio presenters, uh, for commentators that I end up uh, loving, the late woman Pelo. Even yeah. though I don't understand what you were saying, but you can feel the passion. Yeah. And um, there are just many. There are a lot of them. 
we have a lot of talent, like we say. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I've I've had an honor. I mean, I was working with Trebo Manyapilo uh, at Montsweding FM. In fact, I've had a uh, opportunity also to interview him because he was an idol to me. I mean, that man was 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 larger than life. But you talk yeah. you're talking about uh, uh, Robert Marawa, uh, Chris, who's not now. He's not uh, on air because he's been he's been fired uh, several times. People like that, you know, they don't uh, they don't get an easy way. You know, they'll always have a have a, have a have a tough way. Unfortunately, the world is robbed of that that brilliance. Yeah, listen. Uh, if there is a chance to do, I was asked this question once. If there is somebody, I would love to interview. I would love to interview Robert Marawa. I'll tell you why. People don't remember it, but let me tell you. Today, most football clubs in South Africa do have websites. Yeah. But people forget Robert Marawa started that journey of forcing South African football club not only to have websites, but to update them all the time. Mm-hmm. And that he had a show that he was shaming football clubs that did not update their website. And um, I think people forgot. So for me, that's something new, uh, to have somebody who creates something and that today all football clubs do have websites and we don't know where it came from. Yeah. And uh, we just think it is a trend because you have to have websites. Uh, South Africa got into websites very late and Robert Marawa was one of the, uh, the, the pioneers in that. And uh, another thing is, uh, with uh, Robert Marawa, it is not easy, you know it, to transit uh, or to double from TV and radio, and, radio and they too. still have the same level of success. Absolutely. Uh, true. You need to read a lot and uh, you you must. The only sad part uh, of uh, the story of, uh, of for me of Robert Marawa is I would have loved Robert Marawa to have a blog. Yeah. Uh, but you you cannot expect one person to have it all. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. There's a comment here, Chris, that comes from uh, one of our listeners saying, I think we as South Africans <clears throat> are in a comfort zone. There is poverty, yes, but not uh, as compared to other African countries. And therefore, it will only take a personal and a conscious decision to reach greatness. The circumstances we find ourselves in will only keep us in comfort zone, not to push us. Hence, I'm saying... Only our conscious decision will propel us forward. The other thing is that we are too entitled. The entitlement mentality has kept us hostage in South Africa. That is why we are stagnant. And guess what? The politicians are using that to their advantage. Uh, The the, the first statement is not truly correct. Uh, there There is a perception that Africa is so poor and that's why... Uh, African, they, they, they move and they go away. And, uh, and the South Africa, they, they don't want to, they don't go further or far because, uh, they, uh, there is a comfort zone. Comfort zone can be in the poverty as well. You can yeah. be poor and comfort. <laughs> so, uh, you must always, what I can say about most Africans, they are always uncomfortable with something that is stagnant. So they believe there is much more that they can achieve. And that's why they look for it everywhere. But that comes with a lot of sacrifices, that comes with a lot of effort. But we should not, at no moment, we should not undermine what the apartheid has done to our people. Mm. The apartheid, it was a system, it was not an incident. It was a system, and that system, it was for for one reason and one purpose, to devaluate black consciousness. So that's why you start having people in the position of saying, uh, South Africa, they are comfort zone. You, you, you can't be comfortable when you're poor. Yeah. And when you're an athlete and you don't achieve, of course you can't be comfortable. And if you accept failure, that is a mindset that has nothing to do with uh, being rich or being poor. You just accept that. I mean, how many people accept abusive relationships? 
So they're in the comfort zone of being abused. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it, it, it is a guy who lives in Senegal. Probably he was not suffering, but he just believed he can get better. Yeah. He wants more. And that's all. Yeah, but but Chris, I I have a sense that you are trying to be kind, you know, to uh, to to South Africans. You know, I uh, it's different. The mindset is different. I mean, from West Africa and who we, where we are, South Africans, we, mostly we take things for granted. Let's be honest, Chris. I mean, the, the disentitlement that you find that we have in South Africa is in South Africa compared to other African countries. I think yes. we can learn a lot. To be honest, we are we are sissies and we are. Cry babies, to be honest. I mean, we need to say it like it is. Listen, um, the mindset, like I said, I accept with you. And uh, there is a reason for the mindset to be in that level. Yes, we are very entitled in South Africa. I mean, people are crying about load shedding, but in South Africa, load shedding, you, you have two hours of no power. People are, they think the world is finished. But if you go to, to DRC, you go to Senegal or Cameroon, you can go for four days without light. And and the people got the level where they can manage their life without light. Uh, it, it, you say it. I love the introduction of your show. Your show introduction says everything. You can repeat it every day. Yeah. It is all your mindset. And your condition, it is your choice. You accepted the condition. So you can decide to change it, and it will change. You can refuse. Yeah. You can refuse. Today, if you're having a 5,000 listener, you go back and say, how can I get 7,000? Mm. If you want 5,000, you get the 5,000. But if you want 7,000, you try to have an interview with Tavon Becky, and then you're going to have more people. You're going to have an interview with Michael Jordan. You can. There's nothing stopping you. You can find a way. So we have to want more. And uh, yes, we are more relaxed in South Africa than the rest of the continent uh, because our history allowed us that. Our, we have an excuse, and uh, that excuse uh, uh, it comes from um, the level of our education, uh, the distribution of the, how the land is being distributed. You know, if you put sick people together, they start believing being sick is normal. So yeah. uh, that's what that's what the apartheid government has done to us. So I am with you. I'm not. I'm not having an excuse. I am just saying that uh, it is true. But our condition uh, need to change. And the people like you starting talking about it yeah. and they're facing your friends. What are you doing? Now, I, I remember when I asked a, a gentleman comes to me to say, "Hey, breakfast, you know, uh, I want to be like you." And I say, "Okay." What is your first step? And he goes, ish, uh, ish, I don't know. I say, so you did not think about it. Go and think about it and come and talk to me. You see? Yeah. Because I cannot help you. I want you to help yourself. So I cannot help you. But if a Ghanaian guy comes to you, the Ghanaian guy is going to say to you, say, hey, King, you know what? Uh, I want to do one, two, three, and four. And guess what? I can do this, I can do that. And that is the difference. Yeah. Finally, as we wrap up our conversation, Chris, uh, what's next for Christopher Bongo? What are you busy with now and what's next uh, for you? What I'm doing now, you will be very happy to hear and to know. Uh, I will. I am creating a... This, 20 years ago, I did something that people don't remember. 20 years ago, I was working on the show called African Soccer Show. Yes. And uh, that show broadcast in 25 African countries. And uh, we were in the room for us when we created what people know today as a Kafa world. And uh, we went our separate way. And I can tell you now, I'm proud to say that uh, African football show is coming back. Wow. That's what I'm working on. And uh, to make it worse for people or to make it good for people, I am creating an African football channel. So wow, 24 wow. hours, only African football. Uh, so that's what I'm working on. 
great things, uh, Chris. In fact, when I announced that you'll be coming to the show, uh, my friend, uh, she worked at SABC for some time. I mean, Selwani uh, Stella, Stella Sibalo. She was the producer of Trebo Manyapi yes. at some point. And she said, yes. you are her crush. She's crushing yeah. on you. <laughs> Thank, thank you very much for somebody to, to, to think of me this way. And, uh, and for, for the moment, um, you know, uh, I have been working with uh, some football players in the mental side because you see only in Africa, our athletes, they don't have a performance coach. So mm. because I have a performance coach, I do have some professional players um, and it is something that uh, I would like to do uh, as a sidekick while I'm running a channel and the African football show. But listen, before the end of November, remember this, you're going to see yes. in one of uh, broadcasting in South Africa and uh, the show, it will be called, I won't say the name. Uh, you, you, I, I would like you to break <laughs> it to your people. I would like you to break it. I will send it to you a week before the TX. And you will not pray to your people, and then we're going to have another conversation. Definitely, brother. I would like that. Chris, I mean, it's been amazing, brother. I've enjoyed talking to you. I can talk to you the whole day. Very insightful and genuine and honest conversation. These are the type of conversations that we need if you are to push this great continent forward and our world. Thank you very much for, for coming to the show, Chris. How do people get in touch with you on social media platforms? Uh, I am on Twitter as a Christoph without the E, Bongo, because there are a few people that created a profile with my name and my face, but uh, my official one is Christoph, at Christoph Bongo, and uh, that's where you get me. Uh, I am often very active uh, on, uh, on Twitter. You can uh, inbox me. I always reply, and uh, I always follow everybody that follows me. So I am available. Merci beaucoup. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Chris. Christopher okay. Bongo, Thank ladies you. and gentlemen, one of the top football analysts. I mean, I was picking his brains on so many different issues. Thank you very much for Mahikeng FM, Northwest University FM, Ratlu FM, Kopanong FM, my team, Tabamusiapua. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, the Duke to Melosi Tunyani. I am Semex Amago. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently, the ones who are not fond of rules and have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify them or vilify them. About the only thing you can't do is ignore them because they change things. They push the human race forward and while others see them as the crazy ones, we see genius because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. We are Sir Max Network.